When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Yes, it's Friday morning, which means two things. Gloucester Park tonight and also Talking Harness WA on 657 SEN track. And a big show coming up. We're going to deep dive into a few races with our man Bomber Hill, who likes the car tonight. last couple of weeks have been a little bit tough, but tonight I think we get our chance to uh, dissect a few races and make a little bit of that tab touch money. And uh, also we'll uh, have a look back to last week's Victoria Cup, a big performance by Lockenvar Art. Uh, too good over King of Swing. And uh, it was a, another exciting race of the Victoria Cup. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens going forward with uh, this Grand Circuit now that uh, there's still a few uh, uh, issues in place with um, with border restrictions and, and, the, and the like. But obviously uh, there's, there's a few big races coming up where those horses will be travelling interstates. But we'll talk with uh, the boys about that a little bit later on. And a really special guest a young, uh, a young gun coming through in uh, Corey Peterson, but it's a very good, uh, a very good morning to our, our co-host uh, Glenn Mortimer. How are you, Morts? Michael, how are you this morning? Great to be here as always. Big night at GP tonight. I know we say it every week, but uh, fantastic weather, so it should be a great card. Chicago Bull versus Shockwave is always going to provide us with something. Uh, great night last Friday night. We got to meet the great man uh, Bomber Hill. <laughs> Uh, Jack Farthing first up for the Prentice Stable, interesting runner. Looking forward to our special guest in Corey Peterson. And did the Vic Cup result settle for you, who was the best pacer in the Eastern Seaboard? Well, I've always been a fan of Lock and Barard. I, I, I thought he was probably the best in Victoria, even though Ride High was going so well. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see over a mile in, in Sydney against if King of Swing could find the front. But, you know, look, I, I probably am, am in the Lock and Var art camp at, at this stage. Uh, but it's, it's going to be great to see them sort of maybe go back to New South Wales and tackle him. But I think he's got the ability. Yep, sure. It was a great race. But saying that, I think our couple of very good horses in uh, Chicago Bull and Shockwave, if they found the front, there's no way that they could sit outside him and beat him. It's interesting in that very good piece uh, written by Tim Walker, The Last Word. Yep. Does a great job. And I was looking at the, the main race tonight and Gary Hall Jr. said, Chicago Bull, he's not crossable. <laughs> and Aidan Warwick said, uh, should be fun. So uh, great. It, it really is a good piece, The Last Word. And you it should, is. Have a, should have a look at he's a good, good information. He's a good man. Timmy Walker does a great job Certainly uh, does. Uh, for, for Rawa and TRB Radio. All right, let's get into our first guest, uh, who's the trainer-driver of a very exciting horse, Can't Refuse, who's who's relocated to, to WA after a, um, a pretty good career on the East Coast. Probably didn't, didn't live up to, to his ability over there, but he gets his chance to over here, and it was very impressive first up a couple of weeks ago. 
Bay is running a good race. So it's Sightseeing Amble out wider as they turn. Can't refuse under pressure with Henwood Bay giving chase. And Sightseeing Amble is down the outside. It's Can't Refuse in front from Henwood Bay. Sightseeing Amble the outside, but Can't Refuse is clear from Sightseeing Amble and Henwood Bay. And Can't Refuse races home to win it well. Sightseeing Amble a good run second. Yeah, it was a big performance. He was three wide for the first lap or so and then pushed onto the front and skipped away in the turn and was, was never going to get beaten. I'm pleased to say his trainer-driver joins us this morning, Corey Peterson. Uh, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Yeah, very good, mate. And uh, it must be exciting in your, your young career to get such a horse like Can't Refuse come over and really um, be a flagship horse for your, for your stable so early. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't have imagined to have a horse like this um, so early on, but I've been very fortunate enough to get my hands on him and have some good owners to trust me with him. Obviously, he tried well going into it, um, but it, but in in the in the race, you were caught three wide early. Uh, you didn't panic. Uh, were, were you worried at any stage when they were rolling along in front and you were, you were three wide, having to do it tough? Um. I was a little bit when and the breeze horse kept trying to kick up. I was kind of a little bit worried that she'd post me, but um, no, she uh, kind of handed up and uh, I knew I was going to find the front from there. So it was, it was a bit of a relief once I've got the front, though. Well, it, it seemed like they all wanted to get to the pegs in front of you to hand up to you, which sometimes can create more problems for you because they're making you work harder, because, even though they want to sit on you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Um, that's why I just kind of hung back a little bit. I didn't really burn out of go. Just hung, hung back and um, let let them kind of sort themselves out a bit, and then pressed, pressed on. Yeah, no, it was a, a great drive and a, a great result. It's fantastic to talk to you uh, this morning, Corey. You've had a, a great career, albeit only you know very short so far. You're just uh, early twenties. Um, you have the quickest fifty wins from uh, debut. Uh, a record which you hold currently against some of the, the you know, really good drivers, uh, concession drivers over the years, and you were the leading concession driver in 2017 and 2018. Who's been the biggest influence in your life, uh, Corey? Um, biggest influence on my um, driving and training would probably be um, Mum and Kim Prentice. They, they helped me out a lot. Um yeah, that they'd, if I ever have problems like with um, training or something, I can always ask them. They'll help me out. So they've been really, really good. Yeah, well, some uh, certainly some good people to uh, to ask for advice there. So, it's been, and and you've you know, of course, you've worked for uh, the likes of uh, uh, Gary Hall Senior and uh, and Aidan Warwick. So you've been amongst some great stables as you've gone through the journey. Uh, Senior, I imagine, is somebody that you look up to in this uh, in this industry. Yes, um, I worked for Senior when I was, oh, I started there when I was like 12 because mum used to live next door to them. So I started um, helping him out and then Aidan Warwick offered me a job. So I went there and then after that went to Christian Hawkins. And I think for, for my training side, Christian was the best because he's given me a good kickstart um, when he became a steward. He um, kind of palmed off the owners of Runaway Three and can't refuse to mean. So that's that's how I got the horses. How many would you have in your stable? 
Um, at the moment, I'm working 10. 10, okay. Nice number for, yeah. for, for by yourself? Uh, I've got, got a helper, um, and, yeah. but I, I juggle more myself. But yeah, um, in track work days, I get um, Kim and Mum to help me. So I've got got help when I, when I need it, you know. Mate, your, your career highlight so far, would it, would it be the, the Higgins Memorial earlier this year when you, you beat a really good field for one for Dave and me? Yeah, that, that's definitely the career highlight so far. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a good win getting that because of where that horse had come from to win a, and then to win a Group 3. So it's it's been a big, um, I don't know what the word is, but it's been good. Yeah, and, you know? and, and it was a hot field as well. There was some really informed horses. Yeah, some really, like Ray Williams's horse and... Uh, Parmesan, who won about 16 races. So yeah. it, it, it was a really good field going in. And, and I know the owners were really happy to win. They were, they were really excited after the race, which was good for you as well, I think. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. So uh, I, well, I missed that. <laughs> and that's all right. Uh, tonight, tonight's a really good race for, for Can't Refuse. Uh, Balin Jet's drawn one who's got good speed. Jack Farling's a bit of an unknown um, horse over here in WA. He's got really good speed and, and has got a lot of ability. Mr. Bushido's going well, and, and even Bravey Brave Bondi was really good last week, even was, though he yeah. got, got beat. Uh, how do you see the race unfolding tonight? I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of one of the races where I'm just going to have to work it out um, at the start, see where everyone's kind of lobs, you know. Um, but I'd probably just sit him up to, tonight, um, see how he goes that way. But it, I, I thought Justin's horse was an interesting runner in it. Yeah, it certainly is. So, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. He's, he's won 16 races, of which 10 were at Menangle, so it'd be interesting to see how he how he does get around Gloucester Park, but it's a it's a, it's a very good betting race, uh, uh, race six, that's for sure. And um, you know, just I'm just looking back through your honour roll here, and <laughs> apart from the John Higgins, you've won a, a Wagen Cup, a, a Bustleton Cup, a Manea Classic, which is a, a wonderful race down there in Bunbury, a, a Williams Cup. So you've uh, you've done a fair bit in your short career so far, Corey. You must be very very uh, proud. Yeah, it's um been good i've had good opportunities so it's, it's the main thing just trying to get the opportunities to get those races you know all right before we let you go um how, how far do you think can't refuse can go do you think he's a potential cups horse in in november december um i hope so but i i'm not sure yeah. we'll, fi- we'll have to find out you know he's um he's a hard horse to get a gauge of because he doesn't run away from him in he only does what he has to, so the better horses he races, the more he'll step up, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as he does so, enough and he's in front of the line, that's uh, that's that's really all that matters. But uh, good, yeah. luck in, uh, good luck in race six tonight. It, you know, it looks like being a great race. No, thank you very much. Good on you, Corey. Thanks for joining us, mate, and uh, good luck tonight and good luck in the future. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. There we go, Corey Peterson, who's a young gun coming through. I know when we, we told uh, Bomber that he was coming, uh, going to come on the show, he uh, Bomber was really excited. He's a big, big fan of the young fella and getting results and, and can't refuse. He looked like he was going to be a really good horse early. He ran 
I think he ran second in a in a New South Wales derby behind mm-hmm. our Waikiki Beach. He actually came over to WA for the WA derby um, and ran fourth behind um, uh, Chicago Bull, who started about $7 in the wow. race. Um, I think Can't Refuse started favourite against him a couple of times in that campaign and, and just couldn't beat Chicago Bull, which isn't isn't uh, probably looking back. You sort of look at it and you go, how did Chicago Bull not start favourite? Absolutely. But yeah. he, no, he's a, he's a nice... Nice young guy, and as we say, another young, another great young gun in WA. We've got yep. so many rags. We do, and and, and actually, lucky. one one of the young guns, uh, Michael um, Michael Grantham, trained his first gallop winner uh, yesterday at Northam. Congratulations to Mickey G, and ridden by Chris Parnham. Emily Savalco's birthday today. Correct. Uh, yesterday I was Mouse Brennan and Colin Brown. Say, thanks to Alan Parker for sending all the news through. He's, he's got his finger on the pulse for everything and, and also sent us all the information on, on Corey regarding uh, his stats. And, and as he always does, he's the preeminent historian here in WA or even Australia for harness racing. Certainly is. Let's go to the break. We saw a, 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 an exciting horse last week in Laverajau. He's come back an absolute monster. He was always you know, big and strong, but he's come back. He looks something really special uh, this time in Leverage, and uh, we had to wait till the last, but he proved again he was just too good. Shelley Beach to the outside. The last challenger will be B-Rock Hard, then Crafty to the outside is Squinter. In the straight, Leverage leads. He's tired. Clear, though. On the outside, B-Rock Hard. Down the outside, Squinter, then give us away. But Leverage, he's going to conquer the Bond Battalion again, and he's going to double up this preparation. Wins by four metres. Second You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. In the straight, it's 27-8. Ah, Perkins in front. The outside is whose idea was this? Better be Oscar the inside. Ah, Perkins just in front, though. On the outside, coming at it, whose idea was this? But Ah, Perkins hanging on and beat whose idea was this? Better be Oscar. And close up fourth was El Jacker, who was screaming home late. For Emily Savalco and Al Perkins in uh, the Retrovision Pace last week, defeating Whose Idea Is This? And it goes around in race number three tonight, which is the Westerall Pace, and we'll uh, dissect the race in just a minute. This is Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657, brought to you by Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. RAC members save an additional 5% every day. Car loans, one, two, three. Who do you see for car loans, debt consolidations, who do you see? The Nude Nut, Steve Sell. Yep, loans123.com.au. Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry. Bayswater Mazda, driving is better at Bayswater Mazda, the corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads in Bayswater. And Steel Blue Boots, built for comfort, made for work. And I think I got promised a pair of boots last week from uh, Ross at Gloucester Park. Well, Ross was very kind enough. I don't know what I'm going to do with them because I don't go outside too much. But <laughs> You probably need to get out in the garden, Rads, but... Uh, uh, Wusha, I'm sorry, I mean, Ross was uh, <laughs> was very kind enough to uh, take some down to the team at uh, JP Pacing, which was great. So, uh, he's a great sponsor. Generally. And they're very good sponsors, uh, uh, Steel Blue, not just of uh, this show, but, oh. you know, a lot of other things, and in particular uh, charities as well. So they do a great job, really they good do. job. And if you watch Fox Sports, you can't miss them. They're everywhere on Certainly Fox Sports. Are. All right, a big hello to our form expert, Scott Bomber-Hill. How are you, Scott? A little bit of a tough week last week, but uh, tonight, 11-race card, looks okay. It does. It looks a very good card. Yeah, we're coming off a couple of tough weeks, but uh, very confident we turn all that around this week. Uh, yeah, confident in the four races we're looking at and uh, even a few beyond. So, yeah, hopeful of a very, very big night. 
All right. I I like that language, Uh, Bomber. That's very good. I love that uh, confidence. That's great. Let's get into it. We're going to start with race number three, which is the Westerall pace over the 2130 metres. And uh, drawn barrier one is the favourite, Jimmy Mack, 260 into 195. So a good move for Jimmy Mack from the pole. Better be Oscar at 550. My carbon copy at 210. Taruna Bromack at $21. Al Perkins, the winner from last week, we just heard at $21. B17, $81. Seven touch of success at $26. And the outsider of the field, the outsider of the front line in barrier eight is Majestic Star at $81. And Bomber, a move already for the pole marker, Jimmy Mack. How did you see the race? Yeah, absolutely no surprise to me at all. The money come for this guy. He's, he's the leader. Uh, he's capable of dashing home in around, you know, the 56 or even a touch below. Um, only real danger here is my carbon copy, which will land no closer than 1-1. And uh, he got that run last week and uh, was unable to make up ground in a 56 half. So hard to see that he's going to be able to do that again tonight. He looks to get a really easy lead, Jimmy Mack. And uh, my carbon copy, he's had a really tough campaign. He's, he's having his ninth run in a row, uh, whereas Jimmy's just should be a little bit sharper late. I um, yeah, really, really happy with him with his record at the track and distance. And a big move, as Radley said, from two sixty into a dollar ninety five. My carbon copy has been racing well, but been doing plenty of it. Good win last start by our Perkins. What's the staking plan here on Jimmy Mack then, Bomber? He's a three-unit bet to kick us off. I think he just lobs along in front and then uh, dashes home. I can't see any pressure in the race. And, uh, yeah, with him capable of running that 56 half, very, very hard to get around. And I'm tipping take the $1.95 as early as you can because uh, he could start a lot shorter by the time we get to race time as well. Yeah, I agree. Taruna, uh, Bromack, a good uh, knockout chance at uh, odds. Good each-way opportunity as well in that, that event, I think. $21, good value, but... Very hard to see him getting past Jimmy Mack. So let's kick off the night well. All right, that's race number three. We're going to skip down to race number seven for our next race. We'll get a preview, and it's the edge coating pace over the 21.30 metres. And we have Barrier One, Crocodile Kid at 380. Hughtown Rip Roaring at 260. The, the one's actually in from 460 to 380. So a bit of a move there for, for the one Crocodile Kid. Q-Town Rip Roaring at $26. The favourite is Carter Michael, $245 into $230. Betty's Lass at $51. McArdle's Gem, $23. I'm Spider-Man at $26. Captain Kirk is at $5, and he's solid from his opening price. And Barrier 7. 8 is Allwood's Rock and Roll at $91. And Destin to Rule at, uh, in Barrier 9, outside the front line, at $21. The uh, back line, inside the back line, free to wear, $8.00. Sightsee, sightseeing Anvil at eight fifty and Burning Rubber at $21. How do you see this race, Bomber? Uh, we've got Carter Michael uh, retiring tonight. This is his last run, and uh, I reckon he can go out a winner. Um, he's this horse. He, he has a really exceptional speed after about 50 metres. He, he, he'll come off the gate, and he looks like he's probably not going anywhere, and then he really accelerates for that next 200 metres. I think that'll get him across Crocodile Kid, who's his only real challenger early. Comes out a much stronger race as he's been beaten by Vincenzo Perugia, Jimmy Mack, Eloquent Mack, Sir Galahad at his last four. Emily Savalco driving in great form. I think she can get him to the front and uh, pinch a quarter or two and, and, yeah, he can go out a winner. Interesting comments by Nathan Turvey in the last word, saying that they won't be looking for luck, that's for sure, so... As you said, bomber last race for Carter Michael. That'll be all um, all guns are blazing to win this. 
Sounds like a lot of confidence there. What's the stake in race seven then, Bomber? Yeah, another three-unit bet. I'm, I'm super confident he finds the front, but he's a horse that doesn't need to lead to win. So, you know, if Crocodile Kid does look to hold up, I'm still, you know, I'm still confident he can get over the top. Just, yeah, it just looks his race to, to finish up on, I think. Excellent. Great confidence with the first two three-unit uh, two three unit bets, which is great. And I agree, I think he's going to be very hard to beat and been a good horse. Yep, they're a good combination as well, Nathan Turvey, Emily Savalco. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Emily's in super form, isn't she? Yeah, yeah birthday, sure is. Birth, birthday girl tonight as well. So uh, there we go. Um, now, the first race is an, an interesting race. It's a two-year-old filly's preferred race, which means the filly's, if the, the field doesn't get full, then the colt's going, but it's a filly's race. A um, couple of first starters for Colin Brown here. American Armour, who's really well-bred, uh, by American Ideal out of the former really good filly, Armour Express, yes. uh, at 290. In from 370, drawn barrier two. The other one um, uh, that Colin's got debuting is Jolene, Four, uh, currently 480, out from 420, drawn barrier 10. So inside the back line, the other runners in the market are uh, a, a good deal, Matty, at $5, and Berisari Lane at 370. Uh, interesting, once again, our good friend Alan Parker said, you better listen to this trial uh, call because uh, Jolene, of course, the great uh, country and western song. Do you like both types of music, country and western, Morts? I love it. Uh, Dolly Parton, Jolene, great track. It doesn't normally get uh, played in Maylands very much, but it's a good song. <laughs> well, let's let's have a listen to Jolene uh, winning her trial in preparation for a debut tonight, and and our caller almost breaks into song. Good deal, Lane Matty on the outside. Draws about a length here on Petrified. They're about to swing. It's Good Deal Lane Matty. Petrified trying to kick back then Jolene. The good deal, Lane Matty, the leader from Petrified as they straighten. It's Good Deal Lane Matty in front. Petrified trying to kick back. Good deal, Lane Matty. Petrified. Jolene down the outside. Good deal, Lane Matty. Here comes Jolene. 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 Jolene gets up a length and a half on Good Deal Lane Matty. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Jack Williams sightseeing Anvil and then Betty's last forwards rock and roll in the straight though and the leader is Mara's ace man on the inside Jack Williams sightseeing Anvil the outside but Mara's ace man clear from sightseeing Anvil and Jack Williams and Mara's ace man does it well Mara's ace man won easily second sightseeing yeah that was Mara's ace man for trainer and driver Aiden DeCampo he was a short price favourite and uh, won pretty much as the punters thought he would and tonight he goes around in race number nine which is the channel seven uh, mobile pace, which is over the 25, 36 metres. And it's the next race we're going to get into to preview with our man, Scott Bomber-Hill. And as we have a look at the Tab Touch market, Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry, number one is <clears throat> Roman Art at 225 in from 230. Quick Stride is in $10 in from 17 So a bit of specking for Quick Stride, drawn barrier two. Henwood Bay at $17. Lord Roscoe, two forty-five. Art Tudor at $21. Mara's Ace Man, we just heard, at $5. Rock and Roll Whitby at $31. And Black Jack Zack at $26. We have our favourite Roman Art here at $225. Fairly solid on our Tab Touch market, but a little bit of specking for the two quick strides, 17 into 10. Might have just been a little bit of a market correction there. Uh, Scott, how did you see this race unfolding? Only eight runners going around, but a fairly interesting affair. Yeah, it is a nice race. I'm, I'm actually with Lord Roscoe. I think he's 
he's one of the quickest beginners in the state. And uh, from this start, I don't think Roman Art will be able to kick through. The, the pole markers tend to struggle a little bit from this start to hold those fast beginners out wide. So I can see Lord Roscoe crossing him. Um, looks to get a fairly easy lead after that. Um, and you know he, he won't have any trouble with the trip. He's, he's had four starts at the distance at Bunbury, three wins in a second, and run home in a really, really quick sectionals there. A um, bit of a drop in grade here, I thought, on his last start when he was beaten by Sir Galahad after being softened up by Rakus in front. And, uh, yeah, I think he would just give a really good sight in front. He, uh, he, he loves leading. Just, yeah, it looks a really nice race for him. Yeah, I was going to ask if you thought whether he was down in class because I thought for the pole marker was a step up. So you, you've answered that question. He's certainly a very quick beginner. Aldo quarter pass, he said he'll come off the arm and, you know, probably finish there in the breeze. Do you see much pressure throughout this one bomber? I don't think so. I mean, Art Tudor is a breeze horse, but he's a, he's a horse that, you know, he'll only run, you know, 30-second sectionals. He, he won't be looking to, to run any ridiculous sectionals. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, he can just rate him in front here, Lord Roscoe, with Roman Art sitting on his back and just have a, a nice kick left at the end there. Sounds good. So what's our staking plan for race nine then on Lord Roscoe? He's a two-unit bet. Two-unit two bet. Okay. Excellent. So we're fairly confident tonight, going a couple of three units and a two Lots unit. of confidence. It's great. So, yeah, and, yeah okay. I am really confident in tonight's meeting. Okay. The next race is race number 10, which is the worldwide printing Phillies and Mares pace over the 2130 metres. And these Phillies and Mares races have been really, really competitive um, at Gloucester Park uh, over the last couple of months. And uh, this, uh, this week we get to see, um, and it's over the 2130 metres, Susie Gem drawn barrier one at twenty three dollars. Vivier de Moore at five fifty. CC Chevron forty one. The jewel in her eye at twenty six dollars. The favourite is American Delight at two twenty. Delightful reaction at sixteen dollars. Queen Shenandoah at three twenty. Talker up at eight fifty. And uh, the Oaks winner has no fear at thirteen dollars. The outside of the front line and drawn barrier nine in this nine-horse field. The favourite is American Delight at 2.20, ahead of Queen Shenandoah at 3.20. And, Bomber, as I said, these mares races have been really, really competitive, and this looks uh, no different tonight. Yeah, they certainly have, and, uh, you know, the luck in running tends to play a bit of a part. But I think uh, Queen Shenandoah, she'll drop off the gate, and uh, you know, she probably ends up three or four back the running line, but... You know, you look back through her last five starts since she's been driven cold. She's she's been hitting the line exceptionally well in really really quick sectionals. Last week she ran a low 55 uh, in the Kersley, uh, and she just hit the just continued to hit the line despite being off the bit there for quite a while. Um, you know, and to be running those sort of sectionals out wide on the track, very very impressive. I think um, Susie's Gem and uh, Viva De Moore get into a bit of a battle early. Uh, Susie's Gem will be pretty keen to hold up. The Valco will be keen to cross with Vivier de Moore. And, um, you know, I don't think Vivier de Moore can cross unless Susie's gem allows her to. And then uh, once that settles down, then, you know, the other Savalco comes knocking in uh, with Emily and talk her up. She only knows one way, so she'll be looking for the breeze. I think there's just, you know, going to be really good tempo here for um, Voki to send Queen Shenandoah over the top late. Yeah, the two Savalco boys on the inside are going to certainly set up a good battle. And then Emily, just to make it three Savalcos in the in the one race, but you agree with your comments. I think uh, Queen Shenandoah can come with one late run and, and hopefully get them all. As Michael said, it's a great betting race, and these mares races have been, you know, fantastic uh, value. So uh, 
three dollars twenty there. Uh, plenty of value, bomber. What's the what's the staking plan here then? Yeah, another two unit bet. I just yeah, she's just been so consistent. You know, the mares when they hit their form, they tend to hold it. She's yeah, just really really like the way she's going. Uh, that's good. That's a very confident night from the bomber. We love it when you're confident, um, and hopefully we can uh, turn that into something for our uh, for our punters, which is great. Yeah, they're they're the four races yeah. that we've uh, dissected. We while you're here, bomber, we might get you to look at uh, the Mount Eden Sprints, uh, which is our feature race of the night over the seventeen thirty meters, <coughs> and uh, the way the barrier draw, excuse me, came out, it was always going to be um, well, it always looked to be a race in two, but the barrier draws. Uh, even made it uh, more a little bit lopsided as far as Chicago Bull goes. He's a dollar twenty-four drawn barrier one, uh, in from a dollar twenty-eight. So someone's taken the price. So Shockwave is at four twenty, and all uh, all eyes will probably be on those two. But we have got Simba Bromac at twenty-three, Ocean Ridge, who was really good first up at fourteen dollars, Bletchley Park at twenty-three, Argyle Red at one hundred one, Vampiro at thirteen, Convert Denario, who's scratched. And then uh, Vincenzo Perugia at 101. Um, well, it, it probably looks like one of those races where they could even go single file here, uh, Bomber. I wouldn't imagine Vampiro will have a, a big crack to the, for the lead um, from out there this early in the campaign over a mile, particularly with Chicago Bull so fast out. And, and Shockwave drawing next to it wouldn't like to cross either. So just the way the barrier draw, it looks like Chicago Bull lead, Shockwave on his back and it might be a bit of a cat-and-mouse game between Junior and Aidan DeCampo. Yeah, I tend to agree a little bit. I'm not sure that Shockwave drops on his back. I think he might sit outside of him uh, just over the mile. I don't think Yeah, I don't think there's any real value in him dropping onto the fence. But the one that you touched on there and just ran a, one of the fastest last halves I've clocked at Gloucester Park for a long time was Ocean Ridge last start, and I thought he could land in the one-one, and you know, it's probably as far as value goes in the race, he, he's probably a value bet for the place. If he and we know that he just repeats those sectionals, you know, whenever he gets a nice cold run. So, um, yeah, I think Chicago Bull wins. Shockwave, he, he'll depending on whether he drops on his back or breezes, he'll run second or third, and and then I've uh, got Ocean Ridge filling the other place. Yeah, Ocean Ridge showed a lot last campaign. It uh, I think it might have upset the Bull. Uh, once or twice. It was a, a really good campaign and as you said just going to get the nice run. His first up was superb so would, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him charging home and filling a place which would be, uh, be a nice trifecta. We go one, two and four, four. in that uh, in that order. Yeah, I'm, hope, I'm hoping Shockwave sits in the breeze because I think it'll just set up a ripper race otherwise it'll become you know, a bit of a boring affair. But if, if Shockwave happens to sit up in the breeze, we, we could see a, a real cracker here. Yeah. All right, Bomber, before we get let you go, uh, you would have uh, taken notice of the Victoria Cup last week where we saw Lock and Varart um, defeating King of Swing and, and those two really um, got away from the rest of them and, and stamped the, their authority on the race. Uh, how, how do you see... The, those two horses, and particularly in relation to our two, as Chicago Bull and the Shockwave, I speak of. I know we've got Mighty Conqueror, who was was okay first up last week, but obviously will continue to improve. How, how do you how do you see the the horses uh, over East compared to ours? I really, and I've said this for quite some time. I, I can't see that there's much 
between any of them, really. Uh, you know, if you put Lockenvar in front with Chicago Bull on his back, uh, I'd give Chicago Bull a massive chance of running him down every time. Same goes for Shockwave. And, and you put Shockwave or Chicago Bull in front of those horses, and I can't see how they could run over the top. So I, I really think there's absolutely nothing between them. I agree. I agree. It would be great to get all these great horses on yeah. the uh, on the one track at some stage because it would be a cracking race. Yeah, it's a pity that yeah. waters will probably be going to close. It's, it's, the big issue is the quarantine period for the guys coming over here. We saw it in Victoria last week with Luke McCarthy uh, not going yep. down uh, to drive uh, King of Swing when I know he was, he was pretty keen to do so. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of, those, one of those years. But, I mean, lucky for us, We've got two or three superstars of the game who, who, as you said, could could level up with any of them over there. It's going to be really yep. interesting Menangle uh, for these horses with um, the McCarthy's rock-hard fit mile horses against Lock and Var Art, who's got to go, got to travel to New South Wales and take take the the cross McCarthy runners on their their home track over a mile. And the the, the Menangle Mile is is a tough race. It's a it's a it's a different type of yep. race to. To even a Victoria Cup, where even though it's longer, it's they're 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 tough races in their own. The miles over Menangle. sure are. Yeah, especially especially those higher class miles. Like you know, the lower class ones, they can get away with a bit. But when they're yeah. they're running, you know, twenty five quarters early and then a twenty six, it's yeah, it's pretty brutal at the back end. Yeah, it can be. They look up that long straight and oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them have heart palpitations. <laughs> it's a long way. Yeah. All right, mate. Thanks for your time again today. Good to see so much confidence and uh, no doubt we'll get some of that tab touch money, which we like so much. Yeah, I think so. Looks at, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'll be very disappointed if we don't come away in front tonight. Yeah, beautiful. I love we'll it. See you next week. Have a great weekend, Excellent, Bomber. guys. Have a great weekend. There we go. Scott Bomber-Hill, a bit of confidence tonight. Losing confidence. Yes, and uh, the, the, the main race is the Mount Eden Sprint. Unfortunately, the scratching is Convert Denario. We got to hear him uh, last week. He actually uh, led all the way for Ray Williams and Aldo Quarter Pass in the Fred Doy Memorial, defeating Mighty Conqueror, who was outside him and, and didn't go too bad in the end. Only got beat by about a half a length. Uh, and obviously, he's got to improve as we get as we go through the grades. But uh, let's have a listen how Convert Denario got the cash last week. Convert Denario leads by three metres, running second, Mighty Conqueror. Down the outside, My Carbon Copy, then the Bird Dance, but it's Con Convert Denario holding them at bay. My Carb on the outside is Mighty Conqueror running a great race first up, but Convert Denario wins it well from Mighty Conqueror. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. King of Swing in front. Lock and Varart comes to the outside of him, though. They've dashed away from the others. It's King of Swing. The outside, Lock and Varart. Lock and Varart goes up now. Lock and Varart puts pay to King of Swing. And it's Lock and Varart's Pride's Easy Feed Victoria Cup. What a win! Lock and Varart drew away and won. Yeah, Dan was pretty excited because the Victorian got the cash. Uh, Lock and Varart defeating King of Swing. Bling it on was really good in third. He, he found the line, but the two, the two uh, main horses, Lock and Varart and King of Swing, dominated. And uh, on the line we have Luke McCarthy, who had uh, a number of horses down there um, in the Victoria Cup. Unfortunately, Luke, as I uh, say hello, you couldn't make it down there, but uh, um, that, that's the way. The current situation is at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, how are you guys? Um, 
Yeah, it's disappointing not to be able to go to Melbourne for these big races, but there's not much we can do about it. And hopefully things start to settle down over the next few months. We're going to try and uh, get Dave Moran in the next uh, a couple of weeks. But, uh, mate, you, you, all your horses, um, there, there was a couple of issues with a few of them, but we'll we'll go through all of them. King of Swing, uh, I, I suppose you were, you were pretty pleased with the way he performed anyway. He had to work hard early and um, and never gave up in the in the run to the line. Yeah, I thought he went massive. Like they've broke the track record, burn off the gate, done all the work in the run, you know, set that you know, really quick speed up and... Um, yeah, like about it went super and was lucky enough to get on his back and sort of got that right run and he went really good as well. But they're definitely two the two standouts. Yeah, uh, sorry, it must have been pleasing to see Bling along get up the the inside and, and run in a place. Yeah, for sure. We've we've been really happy with him. He's um he'd run them two thirds back off a break behind King of Swing, but his own sectionals were fantastic and his work leading into the Vic Cup. We thought we'd had him. You know, back to his best, and you know, he sort of got held up a little bit around the corner. But you know, he probably wasn't been told to run third, and and still did. So, yeah, you know, we think we've got him back to that top level as well. It's good to hear, Luke and in uh, Belrage. How did uh, how did he pull up after the race? Well, the vet said he pulled up with the thumps, which is um, disappointing because he, you know, his form in Sydney had been really good, and obviously something went amiss there for him to sort of not be keeping up because we all know he can fire that speed well he has done at the angle pats and that's obviously the excuse but anyway he's been better and he's over that and he'll have a bit of a break and come back to Sydney and regroup and go again Going back to Sydney now um, I bet you'll be you're happy to take on, on Lock and Varart in your home turf with, with a few of these Oh no doubt and I've been pretty forward in saying we think King Swing's our best horse, you know he's really stepped up and I think he would have lost Nullmire the other night, you know, the way he raced. And, and Lockerbart, sort of, he stood up and showed he's probably one of the best horses around as well. So there's going to be some great races coming up for the pair of them. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, the quarantine, which kept you away from um, from the Victoria Cup, it's probably going to keep you away from um, WA as well. Uh, our borders don't look like they're, they're going to come down. Has uh, it probably put everything off for coming over here or even sending a horse over here for, for that for our cups? Yeah, we, we won't be coming, Rad. Um, it'll be just way too hard this year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's strange times at the moment. Uh, how are things with you, with you and the, the team? Are they OK? Yeah, we've been having a great run. We um, had a good night last Saturday night at Menangle. We won five for the night and um, got a couple of good juveniles. Michael Stanley had sent up for the Breeders' Challenge. They both won. Um, so they're going through to the final, which will be Saturday week, and um, got a really good team in again this Saturday night. So hopefully, get a few more with. And a couple of weeks ago, we spoke to uh, younger brother Todd in uh, America. Geez, he's, he's hit the ground running over there, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he's just a great driver, Toddy. He's um, yeah, he's a natural, and we sort of all thought he'd, he'd fit that style over there, which he has straight away, and. Um, you know, he gets on good with the trainers and owners and been given really good opportunities, especially with Andrew and Dexter and Tietrick and Yarnick and them sort of guys were travelling a bit on the Grand Circuit. He picked up a lot of the good drives at the Middle End. And, um, no, he's had a great run. He, he plans on coming home and driving here for the summer, um, you know, until after the Miracle Mile. So that'll be, that'll be great for us to have him back um, driving some of the horses. Yeah, and, and how good is Andy going? 
the Hamiltonian. Mm. Uh, he's 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 really he's really um, established himself in the in the top four or five drivers in America, hasn't he? And, and that's just that's just a massive achievement considering he went over there and was working in the stable for Noel Daly. Oh, for sure. He's, Andrew's worked really hard. You know, he, he had to do the hard yards, and it's sort of funny over there. You don't really get a Guernsey until you're in your thirties, essentially. Like, you know, you got to do your time and. Andrew done that. He raced at Poconos, you know, five nights a week and Medellins and all them sort of tracks. And, you know, he's built a good reputation and now he's winning the good races. So, yeah, he's definitely broke into that top echelon of drivers and he, he's had a great season. Mate, thanks for coming on and, and having a chat to us. Good luck when uh, you get the team back into to Sydney and, and for the big carnival over there. And unfortunately, we won't see you here, but uh, no doubt uh, hopefully in the next year or two we'll get you back here. Thanks, guys. Good on you. Luke Thank McCarthy, you, Luke. who's uh, the star of New South Wales and, if not Australia, and the, the, the brothers are stars of America. Just the surname McCarthy all the way down from, uh, from the top all the way through the, the brothers. Just absolutely amazing. Like you said, Rad's looking forward to seeing King of Swing and those horses back in Menangle and Lochinvar Arch. should be some great racing coming up. Yeah, and we're going to see if we can get David Moran on in the next couple of weeks. He was just Excellent. out working horses today and, and a few other things, but uh, he's he's doing really well. BK's tips before we go. What's... Yes, BK, who was on fire last week, he's out practising his putting and his uh, <laughs> driving at the moment, but he's at Royal Newcastle. Race six, number nine, Tis a Magic Time, which is currently at $8 and $2.05. And that's a one by four bet there. And then race eight, number two, Miss Serendipity, currently at $2.10, is a win. So uh, there's a couple there from BK who came off a couple last week All right. holding the team up. What's another big show? Uh, was. Great show as always. Great guests. Beautiful night out of, there tonight. A lot of confidence from Bomber as well. Losing confidence. And no better night to be out at Gloucester Park in a day like today, and uh, it's going to be a gorgeous night and some great racing. So get out there and yep, so let's see if we can starting start. to heat up. We're starting to see people come back to the track and uh, enjoy the nights out. The, the weather's really picking up, which is which is really good. So, mate, Mortz, thanks for your time. Uh, hopefully, we've found everyone a winner. Until next week, bye for now. Have a good week. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Mortz and Michael Radley. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91